discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Praise the Lord. Are you glad to be in church this morning? Wow. It's good to see you. I'm sharing on the workings of the Spirit. The workings of the Spirit. See the workings of the Spirit. Life is spiritual. Whether you, you, you like it or know it or not. There's something, there are things that are happening beyond what you can see with your physical eyes. And the scripture showed to us. I showed you a scripture concerning Elisha and his servant. And how Elisha prayed that God would open his servant's eyes. You know? And when he opened, God opened his eyes, he saw angels in chariots of fire all over. There's something beyond this world which exists. It's not fake. It's real. It's real. And you have to be conscious of it and master it. Okay? You have to be conscious of the spirit and master the spirit because this earth came out of the spirit. That's what I've been trying to explain to you. The fact that it is not flesh and blood does not mean that it does not exist. Most of us think that it has to be flesh and blood. It doesn't have to be flesh and blood. Flesh and blood is not the only material that exists. Or the only substance that exists. There's another material called the spirit material. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There are, are angels who are spirits. They are not physical. They are spirits. And sometimes they are made obvious to this physical eye. There are people who see them physically. Hallelujah. Yeah. They are demons. Okay. Who are not seen with the physical eye. But they are existing. They are real. They are over countries, over nations, over families, over tribes, over people. Demons. They are there. They exist. There are families that have a particular type of spirit that is with them. It's in the family. From generation to generation. Now remember, demons don't give birth. Demons don't reproduce. They don't grow. Angels don't give up. They don't give birth. They don't reproduce. The angels that were existing before you were born, the angels that were there when Jesus was there, are the same angels that are there now. And the same demons that Jesus casted out from the madman of Gadara and from other people. The Bible says that out of Mary went seven demons. Do you see? The same demons that left those people are still around. The demons that Peter dealt with and Paul dealt with, 
are the same demons. In Acts chapter 16, Paul casted out a demon, a familiar spirit that was in a certain lady, and made her, gave her the ability to get into soothsaying. That demon is around. The demoniac of Gadara had at least 3,000 demons in him. At least. Yes. So there are families that are linked to demons. Hallelujah. Sometimes you realize that a particular family, the guys die at 50. 50, 51. Whether they are Christians or not. Because even though they are Christians, they are not conscious of what they have become. Do you understand? And as long as you are not conscious of what you have become, anything can happen to you. Anything can happen to you. And that is the truth. The demon that followed your father, okay, did not die with him. Yes. I had an experience. I don't know if I should tell you. When my father died, I I had an experience. And I realized that these things are real. Yes. Wow. Yeah. There are things that follow. They follow families. They follow families. Your father was a Buzite. Now, you are not a Buzite now. Because the demon is working with him. When he passes on, the demon will come to you. Because it is a demon that is assigned to the family. For boozing. For humanizing. For stealing. For lying. For bad marriages. You know, spiritual husband. Have you heard of spiritual husband before? You think it's not true? It's true. You, you think mermaids are not true? Be there. There are spirits in the sea, which exists. One guy went to, you know, very bad boy. He's always sleeping around. Got this lady, slept with her. And in the middle of the night, he woke up to go and weep. You know, so as he woke up, he just lifted the, the bed sheets that was over them, the whatever, the duvet that was on him. And the lady, and he was trying to touch the lady, you know, like, <laughs> wow, like, what a, what a, what a, what a blessing. I'm enjoying myself. And when he put his hand down there, around the lady's ties, it was no more ties. It was no more ties. It was now scales. And now it was a fish, big fish. I tell you, I tell you, what do you think he did? Yeah. Run away. Hey. Charlie, life is spiritual. You dare be there and say, me, I don't believe in some of these things. I don't. There are influences. There are influences that, that sway you. There's a cause of this world. The devil is called the prince of the power of the air. You think it's a joke? It's not a joke. Look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. Paul was praying for the church, and he prayed that we may know what is the exceeding greatness of his power, of God's power, to us, Lord, or in us, and for us who believe, according to the mighty power, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand. Then he says, this is what I want you to see. 
It says, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. So there are names that are named. Okay? Now, principality is the least of them. This is in order of ascension. So principality is the least. Then from principality, you go to power. Then from power, you go to might. And from might, you go to dominion. Okay? There are dominions. Dominions are the highest in the heavenly place. So if you go to chapter, chapter 6, verse 12, Ephesians 6, 12, you see a similar write-up, but with slight differences. Same thing, but with a slight difference. Look at this. For we wrestle not. Don't say, I mean, I don't wrestle at all. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Meaning that we are not dealing with flesh and blood. Do you understand? As a Christian, you are not dealing with flesh and blood. As a human being, whether you like it or not, you are not just dealing with flesh and blood. There's something beyond flesh and blood. There are demons of poverty assigned to families. You will do whatever, you will not get out. I tell you. If you don't do it God's way, that's the end. There are demons of frustration assigned to schools. Yes, to schools to frustrate you. If you attend that school or you do that particular course, you'll be frustrated. Not only in that, like it will start from the school throughout your life. Wow. And the, the unfortunate thing is that it affects Christians. That's, that's, that's the concern. It affects Christians. That's why I'm talking to you like this. Do you see? So if you're a child of God and you're not into speaking in tongues, I mean, you will be limited. I tell you, you'll be limited. You can't have changes. You, we are not here. You see, this place that we are, we are now, we didn't just come. Do you get it? We didn't just build. No. Like, you are welcome. Come in. A church is a good thing. You should have seen how this place was before we came. This was a 30-year-old refuse dump. Where we are sitting now was a 30-year-old refuse dump that had human beings under it. You know there's a cemetery just here? So apparently, they had buried some people here. And they had put refuse dump on them over a 30-year period. So I found bones where you are sitting. I found human skeletons, human skull where you are sitting. Here, here, here. From this side going especially. And it was not a joke to, to exist here. Yeah. There were physical... A witch came to stand here, physically, and, and said that the refuge dump that you are relocating and removing, we like it. Then she said that we eat here. You know, and they will not come when I'm around. They will not come when I'm around. They will not come. If they come, they know what will happen to them. They will not come when I'm around. You know? Yeah, she came to stand here. I'm, I'm not lying. She came to stand here and said that we eat on the refuse dump. This is where we have our meetings. So it, it was not a joke relocating it. I tell you, it was not a joke. It was like something that some people love. And they stirred up the whole town against us. We were on TV for three days that we are relocating refuse dump. We were on radio for two weeks. I didn't even know. I don't listen to radio. I don't listen to radio at all. I don't listen to radio at all. I don't watch Ghana TV at all. 
I don't remember the last time I watched GTV or TV3 or UTV or any of that. I don't watch those things. It's not in my house. Those of you who have come to come to me, it's not in my house. I don't have those things. I prefer watching preaching. Watching men of God preach. So that I can have an atmosphere of God in my house. Not an atmosphere of doubt or fear of demons. Yeah. So where you want to get to, you will not get there by being nice with your pretty face. You want to, you want to, you want to marry, you will see. And that is not a joke to just marry. You think marriage is just is normal? It's not normal. When you marry, you'd want to have children. You see that having children is not normal. You have sex 3,000 times. All, all positions, all styles. And you realize that the child is not coming. When the child comes, you see that his eyes is not formed well. Or everything is formed. As he grows, he has a life-threatening experience. Yeah. If you are not built up in the spirit, you will lose everything. Yesterday, I met a woman. She gave birth to three children. All the children have died. All her three children have died. And she's 63 now. Yeah. Life is spiritual. So if you are not interested, do you see? If you are not interested, you have to be interested in spiritual things. You have to be interested. Because that is where we change things from. Look at this. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Not against flesh and blood. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 10, verse 4. 2 Corinthians. Let's read from verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not what? War after the flesh. There's a war which is not after the flesh. Even though we are walking in the flesh, like we are physical human beings moving around. We do not war. Our wars, our battles, our fights is not after the flesh. It's not physical. Just like you were saying at the other place, but we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Look at the next verse. For the weapons of our warfare, we have weapons for fighting. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are thoughts, reasonings, laws that have been set physically, spiritually affecting the physical world. For instance, there's, there's, a, there's a principality in this area. And all those who are in this area are affected by it. All those who are not born again are affected by it. For instance, there's a principality in my area where I was, where I was raised in Accra. On the street we are on, there's a principality. You can't go beyond, and I've seen it. I saw it when I was young, and I realized that if I'm not careful, I'll stay there. I can count the number of people in my area who went to the university. I can. Yeah. And I can count how many of them have become anything in, their, in life. Including those who were 20 years ahead of me. They were the ones who made me see it. I realized that I, I, I knew them when I was younger. And as the years were going by, their lives weren't changing. How I saw them when I realized that I could see in life. Do you know what I'm saying? There's an, there's an age where you, it's called the age of accountability. Now you are aware of your environment. You know that this person is this person, is this, this one is this. When I went to that area, I was five years old. And as at 12, 13, 14, I could not see much difference in the people I saw when I was five. Wow. I realized if I'm not smart, I'll be kept in this area forever. And I will not be able to move on. You have to key into the spirit. 
They will be playing football, wasting time, wasting their life. Always football, games, dummy. Do you know dummy? Uh, what's, it, what's it called in English? Drafts, yeah. Playing drafts. Womanizing. Yeah, my area, they could have gala. Do you know gala? One lady with five boys. It was normal. I mean, in the area I grew up, that was, what was the most normal. If you're a lady and you give yourself up, you'll be surprised. You become the area sanka. And everybody will be, I mean, drinking was nothing. All those things weren't a problem. And I realized that if I am not careful, I know I have friends who are mad now. They've run mad. Yes. I have friends who have run mad. I know someone personally, I've known him since I was five, who has run mad now. He's gone from that area. So there are principalities, okay, assigned to areas. Then there are powers. There's a power that works. <laughs> a power. A power is an influence. Do you see? An authority that works in a particular area, in a particular family, by a particular individual. There are individuals who have demons working with them. Christians who have demons assigned to them. Now, every Christian has demons assigned to him or her. Now, as to whether the demons will be able to succeed around you or not is dependent on your activeness in the spirit. It's all dependent on you. Your life can just... Listen. Wake up. Okay? Tell me, but wake up. Wake up. You've slept for too long. You've slept for too long. Wake up. Open your eyes. Wake up. Let me show you the scripture. Because I'm seeing wake up, I think I should show it to you in the Bible. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 13. Let's read from verse 10. Romans 13, 10. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is a fulfilling of the law. Next verse. And that knowing the time, says you should know the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. It is high time to what? To awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we believed. Our salvation is nearer. When we say, he's talking about the salvation of the body. Okay? I don't want to go into it. There's a salvation of the body. It's, it's called the hope of the church. He says, Knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. It is time to awake out of sleep. If you look at the Bible, you will see that there are Christians who are asleep. Do you see? It's, it's an instruction the Lord gives. Like, wake up. Wake up to the reality. Wake up to what's going on. Or else your success will not come. Look at the next verse. The night is fast spent. And the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. Have you seen it? It's called the armor of light. That is the warfare material we have. Okay? You remember the one I read to you? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. says that for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. And the same thing he's making reference to. It says let us sink into the armor of light. Like wake up and start fighting as you're supposed to. Start acting actively. Do you get it? Success is not normal. There are things that are put in place to block you. Not just to block you, but to destroy you. As a child of God, I tell you. Look at First Thessalonians. They are not part of my notes. I'm just trying to introduce the subject to you. 
I'm, I've not started preaching actually. Look at First Thessalonians chapter 5. Wake up. Tell me, but wake up. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Right? Let's read from verse 4. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness. Say, I'm not in darkness. So darkness will never influence me. Say, so darkness will never influence me. Uh, you, must, you must keep talking like this. Okay? Ah, there's something called the sword of the spirit, which is the realm of God. The word of God revealed to you. I'm trying to talk about the spirit of revelation, actually. That brings you victory in every aspect of your life. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. Next verse. Verse 5. He's talking about the day of the Lord, when Jesus will come. He says, you are not in darkness. Because you are not in darkness, the day is not supposed to overtake you as a thief in the night. Jesus' coming is not supposed to be a surprise for you. Like when the trumpet sounds and Jesus comes into the air. And then you look, you're like, ah, I don't know. Why is he coming now? What's the meaning of this? No, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a surprise for you. You get it? You are the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Say, I'm a child of light. light. Say it again, I'm a child of light. light. And I'm shining. shining. I'm a child of the day. day. Not of the night. night. Nor of darkness. darkness. Next, verse 6. Therefore, because you're a child of light and because you're a child of the day, therefore, let us not sleep as do others. There are Christians who are asleep. Wake up. I'm very young. I'm very young, actually. Uh, You'll be surprised if I mention my age to you. You'll be shocked. I'm very young. But I have seen a lot in life. And I tell you, some people are designed to never finish school. That's the plan for you to never finish school. For others, you will never be employed. Ten years after school, you are not supposed to be employed, according to the demons that are assigned around. According to the plan. The devil has plans for you. For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, see the devil. <laughs> plans of evil. Plans to destroy you. Plans to take you to hell. That's, that's the devil. Even if when you're born again, his plan is that he will do something and help you, assist you to get to hell. Try. He will try his possible best. That's his job. There's a guy assigned to destroy you. A lady assigned to it. You think it's a joke? It'll be there. There was, a, there was a man who was, who was working, doing his business. Everything was fine. His business was working excellently until he employed a driver. When he got a driver, who was also a Christian in his church. His driver was a Christian in his church. So to help him, he employed him. From that moment of employing him until after about three years, the man lost Everything. Everything. Why? Because the demon that was assigned to the guy is assigned to destroy his life and hence destroy anything around him. He, does, he didn't know. He was a Christian. Good guy. Wonderful guy. But there was a demon assigned. was around. Why was the demon still there? Because the guy is not into praying. He's not into speaking in tongues. He's not into doing quiet time. He's not shining. These are the things that makes your life shine. That's what makes the intensity of your life become higher and higher. That's what increases your intensity. Okay? Now, if you read in Mark chapter, chapter, chapter 16, let's read from verse 18. Mark 16, 18. Jesus says something. Let's read, let's read up. 
Let's read from verse 15. So that it makes more sense, okay? And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel of, to every creature. This is Jesus talking to the disciples when he was leaving, before he left. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Next verse. And these signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall what? That believe. If you believe, these are the signs that follow you. The first sign, guess what? Look at the first sign. Read it to me. One, two, go. In my name shall they cast out devils. Why? Because that's the first one. That's the first sign that follows Christians. Because there are devils all over. The number of demons, the number of falling angels that uh, Satan fell with, Lucifer fell with, are more than the population of human beings in, in the world now. And right now there are 7 point something billion human, 7.5 billion now human beings on earth. Yet the number of falling angels are more than 7.5 billion because they are innumerable company of angels. And one third, Satan took one third. Okay? And they are around with assignment. There are angels that are more wicked than Lucifer. They are Falling angels that are more wicked than Lucifer. They are wilder than Lucifer. And some of them are assigned to families, assigned to areas. Hey! So if you are going to be lagging around as though nothing is happening in the world, when we say, let's pray, it's like, or even when the Holy Spirit prompts you to pray. Do you see? There are times the Holy Spirit will prompt you to pray, speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. You don't know what's going on. As you speak in tongues, the Holy Spirit will open your eyes to see what is causing the problem. Sometimes there are frustrations. Frustrations. Do you know how the frustrations here ended? We were frustrated for a long The project we're doing here was stopped for two months. So I was, I was like, ah, what's going on? So there was a day I gathered some of, some of the pastors and I said, let's pray. As we prayed, I said, let's lift our hands and stop every action of the devil concerning this project. And that was the end, actually. I got an idea to do, what, to do something. I did it, and that was the end. You think human beings are the ones frustrated, like, this one is worrying me, this one is preventing the project from happening, this one is doing this one. It's not human beings. It's not flesh and blood. It goes beyond flesh and blood. What do you think? Yeah? When we're going to Accra, for instance, when we're trying to build in Accra, I was arrested three times. Last, was it last year? Yeah, last year around this time I was arrested. I, I, so many times, three times. They wanted to jail me overnight. Put me behind bars overnight. I traveled. When I traveled, after two days, they arrested two of my pastors. And put them behind bars overnight. Saturday, so Sunday morning like this, they were in prison. They arrested them Saturday night. And kept them in prison till morning. You think it's normal? It's not normal. There are demons assigned to prevent the church from happening, to prevent buildings, church buildings from coming up. <laughs> there are demons assigned to prevent your life from going forward, prevent you from ever traveling in your life. And even when you travel, you travel to the wrong place. Hey! He says, Cast in my name shall they cast out devils. So you must be into casting out devils. Every Christian cast out devils regularly. As revelation comes to your spirit, he's called the spirit of revelation. He will be revealed things to you for you to, sh to see exactly what is going on and address it by the power of the spirit. 
with words, divine words from the Spirit. Don't take what I'm telling you lightly at all. If you understand this, it will change your life. It will change your life completely. To change your life completely. Lesbianism is not from God. You should know it. If God is even against a guy and a lady, a guy sleeping with a lady, he's not married. How much more a lady sleeping with a lady and a guy sleeping with a guy? God is not interested in such things. There are demons assigned to make you think it is normal. It's not normal. You have to speak in tongues and direct your fingers to some places. Point to that devil and say, get out of my life. And you'll be surprised that you'll be free. And there'll be lights to do what God wants you to do. I tell you. One pastor was posted to a certain church. And when he got there, the church had not grown for many years. So when he got there, he decided to fast and pray. So fasting and prayer is a means of having revelation concerning what is going on. So if you're a Christian and you're not into fasting and praying, do you see? You are, you are normal. There's no difference between you and a normal person. You are normal. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Paul said, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes. So there are Christians who are spiritual. They are active in the spirit. And there are Christians who are active in the flesh. They are normal. They are just walking with these two eyes, walking with these two ears, and walking with this nose and mouth. Finish. Because I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Next verse. They are babes in Christ. Don't be a babe in Christ. Next verse. Verse 2. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for he that you were not able to bear, neither yet are you now able. Next verse. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions. These are all demons. Envings are from demons. Strife. Read, read final quest. You see that envy is a demon. Strife is a demon. Jealousy is a demon. Divisions is a demon. Treachery. Disloyalty. All those things are demons. So what he's saying to them is that your life is engaged. There are too many demons that are working in your life actively. You're a Christian, but then there are too many demonic activities around you. That's what, basically what he's saying. Then he says, are you not carnal and walk as men? You walk as normal men. You live as normal men. Meanwhile, we are not normal. We are born of the Spirit. We are born of the Spirit. And because we are born of the Spirit, we are in the Spirit. And hence, we have a certain kind of authority and power. My success will never be stopped. Say, my success will never be stopped. Because I know what to do. You must make changes in the spirit before you move physically. Every time I have moved, I've, I've been around for some time, every time I've moved without doing some things in the spirit, without speaking in tongues and doing some things, okay, I encounter frustrations. That's what I've noticed. But when I start out praying about it, look at Second Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. 2 Samuel 3 1. There are Christians who are of the house of the flesh, and there are Christians who are of the house of the spirit. It depends on what are you going to do. Look at this. Now, there was long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David worked stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. Who was Saul? Saul was the man, if you read about Saul, Saul was the man of the flesh. Anointed, he had the anointing of God. He was anointed of God, but he walked not by that anointing 
or contacting the Holy Spirit, he always did and made decisions with his mind and with what people say around him, what he thought and how he felt. That was how he moved. That was how he was living his life. Look at what happened to you. The Bible says that his house waxed weaker and weaker. And this is a story for many Christians. They waxed weaker and weaker over the years. They waxed weaker and weaker. There's a demon assigned to you not driving for 20 years. You will not drive after 20 years of school. You will not see a car. I tell you. <laughs> Are you surprised? There's a demon as, demons. The house of the flesh. Not thinking, not, not getting into the spirit. There's a demon assigned to not let you speak in tongues. No, check. Check your life. Check. Just check this week. Or last week, from Monday till yesterday, check how many minutes—not hours—you won't because it may not go beyond. It may not go beyond thirty minutes. Check how many minutes you spoke in tongues, and did every other thing, and check how many hours you spent on Facebook and Instagram. And no, Charlie, let's let's be serious. Let's be serious. Let's be really serious. Let's be very very serious. Life is spiritual. I tell you. Life is spiritual. But David, look at this. Now that there was long war. It's always a war between the flesh and the spirit. There was long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. David was a man who had the effort. He, had a, he was not a priest. But he had priest clothing. And would always put it on and contact God about something. Now, there was a day David, David went for war. When he came back, his wife and children, his wives and children had been taken. And the wives and the children of all the people had been taken away. What will you do when you come? What will you do? You, you, you cry and then you start moving, isn't it? You know what David did? David cried and contacted God. He asked God, shall I go up? I, my wife and children, why are you asking God? And God told him, pursue, overtake, and recover all. That's what God told him. So he was assured that he was going to get his family back. And he went and got all of his family back. But before he went, he contacted God. He contacted God. You just choose a course. You just choose a company to work with. You just choose a life partner. You just choose where you live. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You must speak in tongues. You have to speak in tongues. Do you understand? Regularly. Regularly. You must be a Christian who is into fasting. You fast. On a Sunday morning, I come to church, I'm fasting. I want, I want to go for it. <laughs> Until you get yourself into those gears. You don't have much, I tell you. You can confess till you die. Because a confession has not entered your spirit yet. I tell you. It's not entered your spirit. You need to have a buffet with a word. Go on a word exploration. I have so many things to share with you. Look at this. What I just said is, First Samuel 38, and David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. This was after his family had been taken. You can read it for yourself. See, I always, I always pray. And find out what the Spirit is saying. You see, that is the way to have unending success. Unending success. Most Christians want to succeed by another means. It doesn't work, please. 
It doesn't work. Okay? Yeah? They are courts. They have their own way of succeeding. They are very busy about it. They are very busy and highly committed about it. They are business people who have certain principles they are working with. And they are very busy about it. There's nothing in life that comes like that. Okay? There are times you should spend time not sleeping, praying. You're not sleeping. You're just spending time praying. As a Christian, not as a leader in the house of God. Not as a, if a leader, you're not doing such things. There's something wrong with you. You don't even know. It's not about, it's not about you, a, a title that you are pastor or you are elder or you are leader or whatever. It makes no difference. Your ti- the devil is no respecter of titles. He's a respecter of action. Power. That's all he respects. I've told you. That's all he respects. I will not grow weaker and weaker. Say I'll grow stronger and stronger. Because I know what to do. What to change in the spirit will change in the physical. If you're able to change it in the spirit, nothing can stop against it physically. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Principality powers, they know. They are aware that you've made a change. And nothing can stand against it physically. Nothing. Look at Romans. Romans chapter 8, verse 4 and 5. From verse 1 says, There's that, therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. Okay? Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Then it says, For what the law could not do, for the law, the sort of life in Christ Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the Lord could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. These are very beautiful portions of the Bible. Next verse. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Look at the next verse. Verse 5 is what I want you to see. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. The word mind is phronio. That's a Greek word, phronio. It means to have opinion concerning it means to set your mind on something. It means to concern yourself with something. So it says those who are after the flesh concern themselves with the flesh. You are only concerned about your wig. You are only concerned about your earrings. You are only concerned about your haircuts. You are only concerned about the shirt you are wearing. You are only concerned about the trousers you are going to wear. You are only concerned about how your exam is going to go. You are only concerned about how your business is going to go. You are only concerned about how your job is going to go. You are only concerned about how your children are going to grow. You are only concerned about how your wife is going to... That you just mind fleshly things. It's just flesh. Then it says, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. You see, we are in the spirit. We are born in the spirit. Remember, look at verse 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Have you seen it? If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. That the spirit of God dwell in you. The spirit of God is in you. If you are born again and you receive the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God is dwelling in you. Do you see? Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of us. If you do not have the spirit of Christ, which is the Holy Spirit, you are not part of Christ. But if you have the spirit of Christ, like you do, then you are not in the flesh, you are now in the spirit. But being in the flesh is not the end. We are born in the flesh. Being in the spirit is not the end. We are born in the spirit, we are in the spirit, but we must walk. We are commanded or instructed. It is our responsibility to walk in the spirit. So in Galatians chapter 5, Verse 16. Look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit. Tell anybody, walk in the spirit. This is what God wants you to do and wants you to have. To have a life of the spirit, to walk in the spirit. As you're walking around, you are blasting in tongues. Kotalaba, shalabai, rego satalaba. 
That's what you should be doing. See, I blast in tongues. <laughs> As you are just moving around. When you are sitting somewhere alone, you open the Bible on your phone. And you are going through, not Facebook. But try. You'll, you'll be surprised at how your life will become. There's a limit you cannot break beyond. <laughs> if you are not engaged in the spirit, I tell you. No matter how much we lay hands on you, we can lay hands on you until you become bowed. It will not change anything. Your success will not come. Your glory will not come. Nothing will happen. No matter what. You can jump. You can shout. You can say glory. You can do everything. But if you are not engaged in what we are telling you to be engaged in, don't be engaged in it only in church. That's, that's the problem. You limit it to church. It's, it's in these four walls. You speak in tongues when you are here. We don't speak in tongues plenty here. Because we have to teach you the word of God. There are special meetings that are signed for speaking in tongues for long hours. Like what we had on Friday. Long hours speaking in tongues over and over and over and over throughout the night. Throughout the night. You should engage yourself in some of those things. Don't say that those meetings are for some other people. This same number or more. All the people in church should be involved and interested. Don't wait till you are 45 or 50 or 60 when life has gone beyond. When life has gone. Don't wait till you get there before you realize that, hey, I'm losing out on something. One, one professor, highly intellectual, a high professor, Professor Emeritus. You know? Highly intellectual, doesn't want to have anything to do with God, all this God business is nothing, whatever, all kinds of things. He slept, woke up with cancer. Use physics to solve it. <laughs> yeah, they did everything. Nobody can help him. Did everything. But if his spirit was strong in the night, remember, the Bible says, while men slept, the enemy came to come and sow tears. Whilst we are asleep, there are things that are sowed. You will be surprised. But when your spirit is strong, before you slept, you were speaking in tongues before you went to bed. Sometimes I can be sleeping and I'm speaking in tongues. In my sleep, I've had that so many times. As I'm sleeping, whoever is around me will say you were speaking in tongues or you were laughing or you woke up and spoke the word and slept. That's, that's my life. So I know I will never fail in my life. When I say I will never fail in my life, it's not, it's not math. It's not something I'm saying on my, on my lips. No, it's the, I'm telling you the reality. It's not positive confession. I'm speaking the word of God that is tabernacled in my spirit. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm speaking the word of God out of my spirit. Prosperity is mine. Listen, I will walk in riches. Over, I think you should say something for yourself. See, I'll walk in riches. Every single day of my life. Every single year of my life. No year will be bad for me. All the years will be excellent. All the years will be beautiful. All the years will be more glorious than the previous years. Yeah. I just know it. I'm destined for greatness. And I know it. So we have a responsibility. I'm just talking to you. I could have, you know, 
did teaching, but I just want to talk to you from my heart. Yeah. So I take this thing seriously. Okay? It's important to don't wait to don't wait till you have had five children and you can't do some things. Don't wait to what? For prophets to start chopping your money at that time. Because you are so frustrated. You need, you need a, a, a change quickly. And they'll take advantage of you. Don't wait. Build yourself strong. Build yourself strong. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. And now I commend you. Now brethren, I commend you to God. And to the word of his grace. Which is able to build you up. And give you. An inheritance. Among all them that are sanctified. Because it's not all them that are sanctified that have the inheritance. There are those who are sanctified or children of God who don't have the inheritance. They can't get the inheritance. They can't get the inheritance. You must possess your possessions. How are you going to do that? Through the Spirit. Through the Spirit. As you speak in tongues like that, you are staring at the power of God in you. The power of God is sitting inside you. Now you must put it to work. Now you must put it to work. As you speak in tongues like that, the power of God will be welling up and welling up and welling up and welling up until you know that changes have been made. Until you get a note of victory in your prayer, you don't stop. You don't stop. Some of you are global players. You are going to be global players. Like if you're a business person, your business is not limited to this country. Your business is going to go everywhere in the world. That's exactly what is going to happen. That's exactly what is going to happen. Your ministry will transcend this country. It will go way beyond this country. There are countries that will be inviting you to preach. And you go there and thousands of people are gathered for you to preach to them. That is how things are. Listen, everybody, every child of God has been destined for greatness. Every single one. Not even one person is out. Every single one. Every child of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Look at Ephesians 2 verse 10. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship. We are his, say we are his workmanship. Say I'm his workmanship. The word workmanship means device. Or best product. The Greek word is poema. It means the highest art, artistic masterpiece of God. You are higher than the heavens. You are, you are God's best God considers you higher and better than the heavens. That is including the planets and everything that is in it. God does not think that that is his highest creation. He thinks that you are his highest creation. That's what it means. The word poema means poem. You are God's best poem. Just like Leonardo da Vinci had Mona Lisa as his best artist work, artistic work. Do you get it? He had so many things that he did. Da Vinci did, drew a lot of, did a lot of things that even helped with getting the helicopters done and all those things. So many physics, he was into physics and all kinds of things. You get it? But his best work is Mona Lisa. That is what he's known for, not for... If I didn't tell you, you did some things with respect to physics, you may not know, but he did. Which was very important for, for flight, for airplanes to be formed, for helicopters to be formed, all those things. But that is not his best work. His best work is that art that he drew. Whether Mona Lisa is smiling or sad, we don't know. When it comes to God, God says that you are his best work. Wow! Do you agree with the word of God? I said God said you are his best work. You are his finest. 
And guess what? He says that because you are his finest, he has created you in Christ Jesus unto good works. Good works. Good works. Every child of God is created unto good works. He says, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. He's before ordained that we should walk in them. Now, how are you going to walk in them? You walk in them by walking in the spirit. Because what about God did the spiritual? And you must walk in the spirit to walk in that. Look at the Amplified. For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship. We are his handiwork. We are his workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined. Planned beforehand for us. Taking parts which he prepared ahead of time. God has taken parts. He has put parts down ahead of time. That you must walk in. There's a calendar of God that you must be on. You must pray yourself into that calendar. You must speak in tongues onto that calendar. Do you understand? Or else you'll be on another path. God has designed this path for you, but then you'll be on another path. Going and going. And you'll be frustrated. And you wonder why things are not working. It, is, it will be your fault. It's not God's fault. Taking parts ahead of time. Which he has prepared ahead of time. That we should walk in them. Living the good life. See, I live the good life. Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Good life. A life of prosperity. A life of marital peace. A life of having your children grow up and bury you. Not you bury them. Before, before, before you die. Why should you bury your children? A life of living long, long life, fool. The Bible says Abraham was well stricken in years, and he was rich in all things. He was rich in all things. Abraham did not have to be on pension and for his children to be looking after him. No, when Abraham was going to die, he called his children and gave everybody portions and sent them away and died. They inherited something. Yeah. Before David died, he gave so much to Solomon. Why should you grow and go on pension? And you queue at a bank. And they give you 500 Ghana cities. And then you go. In your old age, you go like that. And then you go and spend it. You can't even use it to buy toilet roll. And you have to call your children every time. Are you, are you coming? Are you coming to give me something? And then you start saying funny proverbs. I looked after you for your, your teeth to grow. You must look after me for my teeth to go away. What are you talking about? That is not scripture. That's not what the Bible said. That is not what the Bible said. That is not how your life is supposed to end. Good life. Now, it's not, going to ha- it's not just going to happen. Things don't just happen. Please. Things don't just happen. You make things happen. You make things happen. You make things happen. What are you going to do? Ask your neighbor, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Ask the other neighbor on, on your left, what are you going to do? Are you making decisions on becoming more active in the law? Yeah, you have to. The Bible says the path of the judge is a shining light. That shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. Brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. That is my life. That is my life. Because I know what to do. No demon out of hell can touch me or touch anything connected to me. It's not possible. They try, they die. I tell you. Now, you can't talk like that if you've not stirred yourself up. If you're not filled with the Spirit. God wants everybody to be filled with the Spirit. Every child of God. 
God has destined everybody. It's, it's our destiny. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you. I know. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Say the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. To give you an expected end. There's an expected end. There's a beautiful end. Hmm? Not marrying your husband, leaving you. As you are doing the wedding, nicely. The end is that after five years, he's going to beat you. After ten years, the marriage is going to go off. There are marriages that will work until the 25th year. That will be the end. The plan is that on the 25th year, the marriage will go away. And you'll be frustrated and kill yourself. Or you'll be frustrated and all your children will become bizarre. That's the plan. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? You, you think God is going to do something about it? Remember, God has finished his works. God is seated. Waiting for his enemies to be made his footstool. Who will make his enemies his footstool? You and I. We are the ones to make the enemies of God his footstool. The enemies of Jesus Christ is footstool. Let me not get into it. What are you going to do? Let's be serious. Let's be serious. Get there by speaking in tongues. Get there by engaging yourself in the word of God. Now, the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of revelation. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, let's read from verse 7. 1 Corinthians 2 from verse 7. Like I said, every child of God, though, not some, every child of God. I'm, I'm trying to explain some things to you, okay? Yeah. Franka, what do you think about what I'm saying? Beautiful. Paul says, but we speak the wisdom of God. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. In what? A mystery. We speak the wisdom of God. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom, this wisdom is hidden, which God ordained before the world unto who? Unto our glory. I hope you understand what he's saying. He says there's a wisdom that is hidden. It's mysterious. And it is hidden for your glory. Like you must uncover that mystery for your glory. Do you understand your glory? Do you understand glory? Glory means development. Glory means going higher and higher. Glory means resplendence. Excellence. Becoming more excellent as the years go by. Succeeding without an end. Going higher and higher. No trouble. No problems. <laughs> Do you get it? When there are problems, they, they dissolve. As for problems, they'll come. But you, you are too strong. You are stronger than the problem. It says that, but we speak, this wisdom is spoken in a mystery. But the, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom. Now, what mystery is he talking about? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. Look at verse 2. For he that speaketh in unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understand him. How be it? In the spirit. He does what? He says, in the spirit, he's speaking mysteries. So the mysteries that are ordained by God for your glory, okay? The wisdom of God that is hidden in a mystery for your glory is what he's saying. That is what he's saying. What he's saying is the hidden wisdom of God for his glory. So as you start to speak in tongues, what you are saying is the wisdom of God that has been hidden for the purpose of your glory. <laughs> so what are you going to do about it? So if you are quiet, what are you doing? 
you are shutting your glory up. You are, you are denying yourself of glory. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden, of, the hidden wisdom of God, which God ordained before the world, unto our glory. Look at the next verse. Hold on. Look at the next verse. Let's see. Which none of the princes of this world knew. This wisdom, none of the princes of this world. You know the prince of this world is talking about? The principalities, the powers, the dominions, the thrones. You remember, I was trying to read one to you in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, isn't it? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. You see, it's the same thing. He says, but we wrestle not against the more principalities, then against powers. Remember, the other side, you said powers. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. The rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness. There are spiritual wickedness in high places. He says that as you speak in tongues, none of these people understand. None of these spiritual realities arrayed against us understands what you are talking about. They don't understand it. Whilst you are speaking in tongues, none of these beings can understand what you are saying. The devil doesn't understand. He doesn't understand tongues. So, tongue speaking is the coded language by God given to us of the spirit to bring us into glory without the devil knowing what is going on. Yeah. For you to increase without your enemies knowing what's happening. They don't know what's going on. You are having, all they know is that you are just chalking victories. You are just going and going and going. They are wondering what's, what, what you are doing. Because as you speak in tongues, they are all clueless. They just, they are all there. Because the Bible says that the one who speaks in tongues is not speaking unto men, but unto God. But unto God. As you speak in tongues, you are actually speaking unto God. And guess what? You are speaking the mysteries concerning your life unto God. Now, if you pay attention properly, you see that interpretation come to you. That is why you shouldn't just speak in tongues, and just go away. As you speak in tongues, speak in tongues and receive interpretation concerning it. And declare those interpretations. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that, that's what I want to show you. Go back to chapter 2. Verse 8 now. Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, if these principalities and powers knew, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They wouldn't have crucified Jesus if they knew that in crucifying Jesus, all of us were going to come. People were to get saved. Because the plan of the devil is to take everybody to hell. To take every human being to hell. That's the plan of the devil. You think there's no hell? Be there. You, you'll be surprised. Do you believe that there's something called death? Have you ever seen someone die before? Or had a relation who has died? Where is the person? Do you think the person is in the casket there? If the person is there, how come he's in a box where there's no air? And he's fine. Can we put you in a box? Where there's no air and put you in the ground and you'll be, you'll be okay. It's not going to work. What is there is just container. If you die after some time, you decay. Everything decays. You go back into the ground. Do you know that the cemeteries are around? They keep taking people. They take you out with time. And put another person there. And then put their bones in boxes. And plant them somewhere. Do you know? That's, that's your future actually. That, that's what happens. So there are people who manage cemeteries. And their job is to pick the bones that are the people who have dried up, pick them up, and then put them back, put them into another box together. Sometimes the bones are crushed with time. Yeah, so they can dispose you of. That's why some people prefer to be bent. Because what goes through, what the body goes through, it's, so, it's like, if you think about it, you're like, ah, is that what's going to be happening to my body? Well, you, you, you wouldn't be concerned. You are not here to know what's going on. 
So you don't know what's going on in, in that. You don't know what's happening. This body will mean nothing after some years. It will mean absolutely nothing. It will be nonsense, complete nonsense after some time. So if you are just into taking care of this body, it, it means your wisdom is very small. Wrong investment. Wrong investment. Your greatest asset is the word and the spirit. The greatest asset in, the, in life is the word of God and the spirit of God. That's all. Be smart. They will not have crucified the Lord of glory. Next verse, verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen. Kola hasatalabai. Legro tanabayala. I has not seen. What has I seen now? What do you want to do with yourself? What do you want to do in life? You want to what? Fulfill the perfect will of God for my life. So what, what is that? Do you know what it is? Like what are you interested in? Are you interested in business, ministry? What is it? Business and ministry. Business and ministry. Let's pick business. What is the highest business around? In Ghana is what? Gold. Exchange. Bezos. You know Bezos? Jeff Bezos is the creator of uh, Amazon, right? Is that a business? You know he grosses so much. He has so much money now. This week he lost $6 billion, but he recovered. $6 billion, he recovered quickly. It's not a problem. It's like losing one city and then getting it back tomorrow. It's not a problem. Now, you, you see, our eyes have seen these things, right? Our ears have heard these things. I'm looking at business. He says he's interested in business. So let's talk about it. Our eyes have seen people having billions, $70 billion, $80 billion. Apple made gross $1 trillion or sold last year and all of that, right? That's what I have seen and ear has said. Even if you've not seen with your eyes, you have heard it. That this happened. Well, guess what? The Bible says that I has not seen. Neither has it ear heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of any man. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. So what God has prepared for you is higher than that $70 billion. It's higher than that $1 trillion that has been seen and heard. Any figure that I'm seen and heard, what is going to happen with you is higher and greater than that. That is what is, that's exactly what is going to happen. Now, how does it work? Look at the next verse. He says, all these things that I have not seen here, heard, none of these people have, it has not entered into the heart of any man. And all that it says, but God has revealed them. The word revealed is apocalypsis. He has uncovered them. But God has uncovered them unto us. How? By his spirit. He has uncovered them by his How does he do it? He that speaketh in known tongues, speaketh not unto men, but speaketh unto God. So as you are speaking in tongues like that, he says it's a mystery. The hidden wisdom of God in a mystery. As you are speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit opens you up to receive words, divine words from God concerning the wisdom of God that is hidden concerning your life. That is why I know I'll never fail. Because the more I speak in tongues, I see visions when I speak in tongues. Whenever I close my eyes to speak in tongues, I just begin to see visions. I'm a preacher. So I see things along the lines of what God has called me to do. And I see things along the lines of the people that God has called me to pastor. Yes, I see what is going to be happening to you. I see what is going to be happening to you. You will never fail. Success is yours. Your future is so bright that your eye burns. When you look at it. Tell me, I need shades. I need shades. 
my future is so bright, I need shades to be able to look at it. Yeah. Whenever I pray, I, I see greatness. Are you ready for greatness? You will never go down. And that's why I'm showing you these things. Do you understand? That's why I'm showing The Holy Spirit is, is sent from God. The Holy Spirit is God in you. Sent to you to help you succeed. To help you move forward. Says that, but God has revealed them. He's called the Spirit of Revelation. He reveals it to you. He makes it plain to you. He will let you know. Go here. He's called the Spirit of Guidance. He guides you into all truth. Jesus said it. John chapter 16 verse 12. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when the spirit of truth has come, he shall guide you. John chapter 16, verse 12. Look at John 16, 12. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, he's called the spirit of truth, the spirit of reality, he brings you into reality. Reality is concerning your life. What to focus on. There are some things that you're doing that are not, are not real. They will not add anything to you. It's not necessary. Do you get it? But the Holy Spirit will bring you into reality and let you know that this is what you are supposed to do. He's called the Spirit of reality. He says, when the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you. He will guide you. He's called the Spirit of guidance. He will guide you. That's what He does. He guides you into all truth, into all reality. For He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear. The Holy Ghost hears things and tells you things concerning your life. But whatsoever you shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things. He will show you things to come. He will show you things to come. There are things to come that he will show you. There's a product that is yet to become popular in the world. But he will show you that it's going to come. He will show you that start investing in this one. Start selling this one. Nobody will think it's anything now. When you tell people about it, they'll say, ah, it's nothing. Someone has sold salt and become a billionaire. Because in prayer, he was struggling. That man was struggling. His pastor taught him what I'm teaching you now. That's why I'm teaching you this. His pastor taught him what to do. He came to his pastor to talk to him about his, how he's struggling. The pastor told him, now go. The pastor had built a place for praying. He said, go and be there. There are caves. It's, it's a mountain and they've dug caves inside. And done beautiful rooms inside. You can be there. When you enter that room, you can be there for seven days. For one week, one month, nobody cares. He told him, go into the prayer mountain. Yongicho, go into the prayer mountain and go and pray. Seek God. Let God tell you. Let revelation come to you. And the guy went. As he prayed, he was praying and reading the Bible. Speaking in tongues and reading the Bible. Speaking in tongues and reading the Bible. Speaking in tongues and reading the Bible. Remember, gold is not found on the surface of the earth. Don't speak in tongues for 30 minutes and say, I had nothing. You just started. You just started. There's a price for everything, brothers and sisters. There's a price for everything. There's a price. Say there's a price. If you want to walk to Kumasi from Accra, is there a price you're going to pay? What price is that? Energy. Tiredness. If you want to go by another means, if you want to go by car, what do you have to do? Do you have to pay something? You have to remove money. You cannot sit on the bus and come for free. They paid for fuel. You have to remove money. VIP is how much now? 50 cities. Now 50 cities. Beautiful. So you pay your 50 and then you have... There's a price to move. Isn't it? In the same way, there's a price to move in the spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And whether you like it or not, you are going to pay that price. You pay it either ways. 
whether you do it or not. The price of not doing it is that you have problems. A messed up life. You think you are... Listen, money is not everything. Don't be a fool. Money is not everything. Money answers all things. But money is not God. Okay? Also, I have money, so... When the problem that is bigger than your money comes, you will see that you don't have money. I don't, I don't want my life to be like a light switch, on and off, on and off, on and off. No, I don't like that. I don't want that. I don't want my success to be like that. You buy a car today, after five years, you can't buy a new one. It's, that's the same car you're using. You spray and spray and spray and spray and spray, and then change the color and do this and do that, and then you take the ties off and put new ties. It still doesn't do anything. The best in town car today will become the first in town car tomorrow. It's now first in town. Oh, I, I, this, was, this was what I, I was the one who, who bought it first. It's not about who bought it first. Are you current? Can you keep up with the times? Can your success be unabated? Are you getting it? Yeah. yeah. World transfers hands. Money trans- it just transfers like that. The Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. All truth. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 32. Verse, verse 9. Let's read from verse 7. Deuteronomy 32 from verse 7. Let's read from verse 9. Verse 9. Have you learned anything? Ask your neighbor, have you learned anything? Ask your neighbor, what decisions are you making? You see, I, I know where I'm coming from. You get it? I know my house. I am aware of my family. My niece is here. Adra, Adra, stand up. This is my big sister's daughter. Yeah, the one I come after. Wow, I'm blessed. Don't you know our house? (laughs) She knows our house. She knows where we are coming from. Am I supposed to be doing what I'm doing? You see how she's taking it? (laughs) You know how I'm doing it. That's what I'm teaching now. And if you take it, you'll be surprised that nothing can stop your success. Yeah? Thank you. If you take it seriously, nothing, your family cannot stop your success. Your siblings cannot stop your success. Your uncle cannot stop your success. Your environment cannot stop your success. Nothing. Have you heard of the sulfur experiment? The sulfur experiment. The onion. You know, the onion, when you cut onion, it goes into your eyes, right? It goes into your eyes because of a certain certain element inside called sulfur. A sulfur enters your eyes. It causes you to have your eyes, you know, crying and all that. Is it? Do you get it? Now, there's some, someone has decided to have onions that does not have sulfur inside. Now, the sulfur gets into the onion not because the onion was created with sulfur inside. Onions were not created with sulfur inside. But because of what we plant onions. There's sulfur in the ground. So the sulfur in the ground enters the onions in a certain way and gives it that effect. Do you get it? Now, they are going to plant onions and plant them in a sulfur-free environment so that the onions will be there. It will taste the same, but then it will not have that effect of burning your eyes. Do you get it? Now, someone sat down. I read something about uh, that Reverend Otabel wrote recently about the environment in which you are. The onion has sulfur inside because of them, just because the environment it is planted in. Your environment makes all the difference. Your environment can affect you. So you have capacity. You have ability. 
to become whatever God wants you to become. But because of the environment, you are burning people's eyes. So they can't, they can't, they don't want to entertain you. Do you get it? So the environment makes all the difference. Guess what? There's an environment of the spirit that you can create, no matter which country you are in. Because Ghana denies us. It's not because of our skin color. It's because of where we are. No, if you travel abroad, you see that there's a great difference. No, it's serious. All the streets are paved. All the streets are paved. So you don't have to buy soap to wash your shoe. You don't have to use money to buy soap. So you are buying soap. Wasting money on that because of your shoe. Because of the environment. Because of the environment. The environment you are living in. Do you see? MIT. It's MIT because of the environment it's found in. There are brains that are wild. I have friends in MIT. I have friends who I went to school with who went to MIT. And went to beat everybody there. Because they are brilliant. We are have, have brilliant brains. Best brains are found here. Great brains are found in Ghana. But because of environment. Because of government. Whether you like it or not. There's a demon sitting on the government. There's a dominion that is sitting on this country. That has created a certain environment for us. Which denies you whether you like it or not. It denies you. But you must enter another environment. You have to. I tell you. There's another environment that will never let you be denied in any way. Where's that environment? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Look at this. It says, for the lost portion is his people. Ah, you are his, you are his portion. No? God doesn't joke with you. That's why, that's why he's talking to you like this. Do you get it? That's why God is talking to you. I'm not the one talking. It's God who's talking to you. God cares about you so much. Cares about your life. Your future, your greatness. He has made you great. Remember, we are the seeds of Abraham. Greatness is our name. For the lost portion of his people, Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. We are the lot of God's inheritance. We are the inheritance of God. Do you get it? Like out of the whole world, Christians are the inheritance of God. We are treasures. We are, we are like gold to God. We are like precious stones to God. We are like diamonds to God. We are like acres of lands to God. We are like billions of trillions of dollars to God. It's, we are his inheritance. If God is inheriting something, do you think he will inherit something cheap? We are his inheritance. He bought, that is why he bought us with his blood. That is how important you are. So when you feel it pains him. When you allow demons to just fool around you, it pains him. Instead of lifting your hands, praying in tongues and lifting your hands and casting them out. So that your environment will be free. There's a demon of lust that has sat on your life. For years. And it's going to destroy your life. God, God's heart is bleeding. Like, ah, why? He says, Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. Next verse. He found him in a desert. He says, God found Jacob in a desert land. Jacob is Israel. He found Jacob in a desert land. In the west howling wilderness. In dryness. Like, the, the, he's not just in the wilderness. He didn't just find him in the wilderness. He found him in the west part of the wilderness. Nothing was working for him. Nothing was working for him. But when he found him, he led him about. That's what God did. He began to lead him about. And Jacob allowed himself to be led about by God. Allow God to lead you. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Go to Romans chapter 8. Let me read something to you. Romans chapter 8 from verse, from verse 12. From verse 12. Therefore, brethren, let, let's read from verse 11 so that it makes more sense. But if the spirit of him 
that raised Jesus up from the dead dwell in you. That's the Holy Spirit. It says, if the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus up from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also give life to your mortal body. Meaning that this mortal body is not supposed to go into decay. The older you are, the stronger you are. The Bible says that at 80, Moses started his ministry at 80. Do you know an 80-year-old? Moses started working for God at 80. And he worked for God for 40 years. At 120, the Bible says that Moses' countenance was not abated in any way. Moses' face had not changed. He did not stand like this. He stood straight up. His eyesight were not dim. Why? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost acting on his body. He says, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also vitalize or give life to your body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Then he says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors. We are debtors not to the flesh. To live after the flesh. We are debtors to the spirit. Not to the flesh. Because the Holy Spirit is the one who gave birth to us. Our new birth came through the spirit. You have every responsibility. You, it's your, you, are, you are in debt to God. For your salvation. Why do you want to live after the flesh? As though you are a debtor of the flesh. And you have to pay the flesh for your life. God is saying, why are you wasting your time on unnecessary things? Allow me to lead you. He says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. Ye shall die. Death is what is... That, a lot of Christians are just marching towards death. We are marching to our death. Oh. We are marching to our death. Oh. And no more to return. Marching to their death. Because of the decisions they are making. Because of how they are spending their day. What do you do when you wake up in the morning? Blasting tongues, my brother. Speaking tongues, my sister. As a child of God, you should be speaking in tongues. He says, for if you live under the flesh, you shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. If you allow the Holy Spirit to direct your body, and kill or deaden the things that are in your body that will prevent you from following God. He says you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. He says he found Jacob in the wilderness, in the West Howling Land, and he led him. He led him about. He led him about. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Look at it. It says, Deuteronomy 32, verse 10. And he led him. He led him about he led him about and he instructed him he instructed he's called the spirit of revelation he will instruct you don't go here go here and that marks the beginning of it people be wondering how come you're so prosperous how come you're so prosperous the holy will tell you sell recharge card sell a vodafone recharge card it's just like it's nothing. But that's where your success may be. I have, a, I have a mate from university who has become rich by selling MTN and whatever. Because he's gone to school, so he's not a fool. He will not do it in one place. He has at least 100 outlets. At least 100 outlets that he alone controls. He grosses not less than 15,000 Ghana cities every single day. Profit. Profit. When God told him and he was doing well, we were laughing at him. Some people are laughing at him. I remember very well. You know 15,000 Ghana cities? Multiply by six. How much is that? 15,000 times six. 15,000 times six, what? 90,000. 90,000 Ghana cities every single week. 
Now, it is not like that for others. Someone starts it and then it fails. Oh, bless you, I've started and it failed. How come this is working? There's something called spirit. Spirit. Supernatural. It's called the blessings of God. You cannot explain. You cannot explain. You cannot explain. Why is he succeeding? Because he has allowed himself to be instructed by the Holy Spirit. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. Look at the results of allowing himself to be led. Look at it. The next one says, God alone. Next verse, verse 11. As an eagle stay up her nest, flutter over her, her young, spread it abroad her wings, take it and bear them on her wings. It's okay. All this means that he allowed the Holy Spirit to teach him. <laughs> eh? All the ones I read. That's what it means. If you look at the Amplified, he'll tell you that he allowed. Let's read the Amplified. Verse 11. Go back. As an eagle that stares up her nest and that fluttered over her young, he spread abroad his wings and took them. He bought them on his pinions or his wings. Okay, now, he's saying that God taught Jacob how to fly as an eagle flies. God is an eagle and he taught Jacob how to fly. Look at the result of that teaching. Next verse. Verse 12. So the Lord alone. This is so... This is it. Let's read the King James. So the Lord alone, not other things. Don't let any other thing lead you. So the Lord alone did lead him. The Lord alone did lead him. Don't let a woman lead you. I, don't let a woman lead you. Don't let a boy lead you. Don't let a car lead you. Don't let a house lead you. Don't let money lead you. Don't let the world lead you. Don't let social media lead you. Don't make that mistake. He says, so the Lord did lead him. And there was no strange God with him. There was no strange God. Make sure there's no strange God. All these things I've mentioned are gods. They are things that we worship without even knowing that we are worshiping. We worship our phone. Because when you wake up in the morning, that's the first thing you take. First thing you take. Before you realize the day has ended, your life is finishing. Remember, with every birthday, your life gets finished. Every birthday means that your life is finishing. So the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. Next verse, verse 13. He made him ride on high places of the earth. This is a result of allowing God to lead you, of allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you, of allowing speaking in tongues and allowing the Holy Spirit to show you what to do. The spirit of revelation revealing to you, go here, go there, talk to this one, talk to that one. He says he cost him. He made him ride on the high places of the earth. You ride on the high places of the earth. Because you will do what I'm telling you. You will do what God is telling you now. He made him ride on the high places of the earth. That he might eat the increase of the fields. You will eat the increase of the fields. And he made him to suck honey out of the rock. Rocks poured out honey for him. Impossible situations brought sweetness into his life. Why? Because God was leading him. And oil out of the flinty rock. Job said that the rocks poured out for me oil. Riches came out of impossible situations. That is going to be your life. Listen, whether you like it or not, your life will be beautiful. Your life will be beautiful. As long as you are in this church, listening to the word of God, following the word of God, you will not be poor. You'll be so buoyant that you will help others. You will help others. I see helpers. 
you know, there's a blessing in taking care of orphans. You know, there's a blessing in taking care of, maybe another time I'll teach it to you. Taking care of orphans. Taking care of people. Prisoners. And all of that. We must do such things. Sometimes you see that someone is blessed, you don't understand. It's a mystery. Some of these things are inside. Job said it. He said, I was eyes to them that were blind. When the widows saw me, they rejoiced. Because when he comes to widows, widows are blessed. The Lord will lead you to do such things. Speak in tongues, my brother. Rise upon your feet and thank God. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.